Hello everybody, my name's Luke and welcome to the first episode of The Naked Student in 2020. It's actually just me, Luke, today because Ross is off with some friends in Paris bringing in the new year while I'm trying to bring you the very best and, and most engaging conversations that I can. So, why did we set up the Naked Student podcast? Well, we want to offer a stripped-back approach to all topics relating to student life, as well as discussing the big questions that face all of us during our formative years. Some podcasts can be rather overwhelming to listen to, and thus, we aim to cover everything in a relaxed fashion to make these topics more accessible. And our little motto that I've just come up with recently is for young people, by young people. So that's the one, that's the one that I want, you know, to stick in people's heads. For young people, by young people. Um, Yeah, I'm going to plug our Instagram as always. So it's the naked student underscore. Uh, The best place to find us, every time we put up an episode, we put up a photo with the guests, we put on stories quite regularly, try to do polls, keep it interactive. Uh, We like our listeners giving us as much feedback as possible and usually that you know instagram message is the best place to go we do also have a twitter page as well that is at capital tns underscore podcasts and that s is so very important because for some reason there are a lot of tns podcast-esque uh usernames so tns underscore podcasts and yeah you can see articles that lead on from the conversations that we've had as well as some funny memes every now and then. So that is another place to find us. I'd say Instagram is the best for contact. However, I also want to say, if you've been enjoying listening to TNS for the past couple of months, then we would really appreciate it if you would uh, give us a rating. So if you have an iPhone, then go into Apple Podcasts. Uh, It takes two minutes just to leave a, a nice review and it helps us to climb the charts, get our message out to as many people as possible, which is obviously the aim of our podcast as well so that would be greatly appreciated and and if you just have spotify as well just subscribing subscribing you know following whatever it may be uh, it really helps us um in terms of yeah getting our message out to as many people as possible it takes two minutes um so that would be yeah, greatly appreciated by me and ross so we have been a little bit we've been away over the christmas period we've had a little break away from social media but Today we are bringing you a very big episode, uh, an episode you wanted to do for a long time and we saved it for the new year, for the first episode. And today we, we're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about grief. And joining me is my dear friend Tom. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. Luke, that intro gets better every time. You're like a, <laughs> you're like a fine wine. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, it seems, it seems so weird when you're doing it by yourself because usually I'll have Ross to sort of fill in with what he has to say um but yeah thank you very much i appreciate it no thanks for having me yeah no i mean thank you for finding the time it's 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 an episode we've obviously been talking about doing it for a while now, yeah we? we have it's been uh i'd say like a month we've been discussing it absolutely so yeah grief it's it's a huge topic and it's something that me and tom have had to unfortunately deal with um and so that's why we thought we'd have a, a yeah a conversation about all of this a conversation about yeah what, our process, you know, sure. what we've had to deal with. And, yeah, I guess I'll just very briefly outline what we're going to talk about. So I think in the first half, we're each going to delve into what happened to us and talk about the process after, you know, the, the years after and what's happened. And then after Pointless Facts, which will hopefully break it up, you know, with something completely irreverent, we're going to talk about what we've learned. So the difficulties with moving forward the fact that it's non-linear and ideas of, of maybe gratitude, of friendship, things like this. So I'd say that's broadly how we're going to split it up. But, you know, we're going to try and cover a lot today. We want to talk about our journeys, as I say, and and we've got to try and normalise a difficult conversation. You know, we don't really talk about it that much, do we? Tom? No, we don't. We don't. We don't really talk about it at all. So <laughs> to talk about it on, a, certainly for me anyway, to talk about it on a platform like this is it is it's special yeah because it's not something i usually address or talk about so it's um yeah yeah and and thank you for i know it's it's a difficult thing so thank you for coming on and and talking about it uh, it's, yeah. it's a difficult thing to do yeah it is but um yeah it's gonna be a good good hour or so. yeah it is i i'm really looking forward to it myself and yeah as i say look i guess the message at the start that i just want to get across is 
from this conversation, you know, whether it be you've been through grief or you've been through anything that's difficult in your life, we want to show uh, the listeners that no matter how much adversity is thrown at you, you can move forward. You can move forward. And conversations like this are part of it. It's somewhat cathartic. But, yeah, I think that's something just to, to ponder as we, uh, as we move forward in this conversation. So sure. I guess we should just, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll begin. And I suppose, Tomo, would it be all right if you sort of, yeah, spoke a little bit about, yeah, what, what's happened to you with regards to, to, to grief? Yeah, absolutely, mate. So um, at the, a young age of about seven, um, yeah, I lost my dad to, to cancer, um, which was, you know, which was difficult. I was an um, only child living at home with my mum and we had um, um, a nanny as well who was help, helping me out um, and stuff. And then my dad got cancer and then within a year he just uh, deteriorated quite badly. So, um, yeah, living at home um, and then um, dad's, he was within a year, yeah, he went from being himself to being bed bound um, and pre to him having cancer. He was looking after me at home and mum was away um twice a week you know she's going to south america and different areas of europe and then when um when my dad started deteriorating that all that you know traveling for mum stopped and it was a, a really strange period because at that age you know you're aware something's wrong but you haven't got any clarity to what it is and you've got you know you, you know your family and different um adult influences trying to kind of mask that pain and trying mm. to protect you and mm. you know you know that's the best thing and if that happened to me i'd do exactly the same thing but you know so i didn't uh, yeah i didn't have any real clarity about it at all um so yeah so uh, dad passed away and then um mum was mum was just looking after me by herself and it was um you know I, I knew something quite drastic had happened and i knew i'd lost my dad but you just you at that age just completely numb to it. It's, you you it's, don't understand what death is no. at that age, do you? No. It's just like something you might have read about rather yeah. than something you'd ever have to. And I keep saying clarity, but it is that complete, just kind of I look back at that age and it was just, you know, I remember certain things and certain memories, but it's just a kind of blurry phase for me, mm. which is strange. And I think obviously we're going to touch on this as we go on, but that kind of numbness is the real word I've just kind of left all of that back there and yeah and and that even even to now never really touch on it so it's quite quite crazy um yeah I mean it's just you know no one should ever have to deal with that at such a young age that's the sure. the travesty and like you know I think it's important just to touch on this now that that numbness and leaving it behind is a really natural thing I, I think when you're younger especially because you just don't know what the hell's going on do you really and you're not you're not going to come in. I mean, I'm the, I'm the same as you as I'll as I'll reveal. Like I I just <laughs> exactly. I still don't really get it. So let alone when you're when you're six or seven. Well, I've got I've got one memory that kind of highlights that that um just kind of that you know just the confusion in a child's brain when yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah. So it was um it was actually the morning of my dad's funeral, and it was um and you know my dad was a character. He would I know he'd be in stitches if he would hear this story but yeah we were on the way to the funeral and then it was me mum nana um and then my family friend will who my dad saw as a son anyway so we're just um, approaching the church and it was yeah november time early november so the condensation on the windows it's quite early early in the morning and um will um both, we were both kind of chirpy didn't really know what was going on will drew a willy on the um <laughs> on the window of the of the car so that you know set things off and we we, we still to this day with me and my mum my mum and I say that um we my dad would laugh and Love yes but that is a kind of as a child you just you, you're not really a clue what's going on and then no. that's where it yeah so but I think that you know that idea of, of humour even at like the darkest times like your friends just like <laughs> providing humour even yeah. though he he probably didn't really understand what was going on as well, but just little things like that. Yeah, um, And just set you off and they help you just get through a difficult day or, absolutely. or whatever. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. I, th I know we're going to touch on friendship a lot as well, aren't we, yeah. as we get on, but I, I love that story. <laughs> Drawing a little willy on the window. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. But, yeah, so after after that, you said, you know, you feel a bit numb from all of this, but yeah. you, you became... Very close with your mum. You have a very close relationship with your mum, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And obviously being an only child and then having that relationship with your mum. I mean, my relationship with my mum is just unbelievable now. I just... 
it's just a concrete relationship um, and that probably is yeah, a byproduct of the, the loss of my dad um, but yeah just over the years you know I kind of get older and I realise what she has done for me um, in my life and you know I've got other family members and stuff but the, I mean your mum's your mum isn't she so yeah that, yeah that closeness definitely can't really be replicated no no and then yeah so um, just that and she, what she's done is she's kind of she's brought me up fulfilling those two roles um and you know life would be completely different with my dad here and that's one obviously that's all i want but uh, you know she has done the best the best she could do to bring me up and that's only credit to her so that's i mean that is is incredible and and as you said that level of appreciation that i know you have obviously yeah towards your mum did you always have this sort of really strong relationship or were there ever times when it might have been a bit strained you know just because it's just you two yeah well she you know she's um when I was yeah after I was about eight nine ten eleven that kind of time I was um not naughty but I definitely needed probably well, young uh, Tomo was a, was a cheeky chap I'd <laughs> yeah, say wasn't a little it? Jack Russell yeah yeah <laughs> I, need, I needed um yeah my dad you know he, he would have probably made some changes to me when I was younger <laughs> but um no I was you know they're not naughty, but a little, yeah, mum definitely uh, she had a full full time work with me, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, yeah, and then as I've got older, that um, even now, um, obviously when you, you're younger, you don't spend too much time away from your your parents. But yeah, I had um, I just went travelling last year and um, you know left university. And I was oh I'm going to go away for six months and you know do all this live it up. Yeah, uh, two and a half months passed and I was. I mean, my friends, I was struggling. I was, I just started thinking that things were wrong at home. Um, and I've got a few current um, family problems going on at the moment, but it was more just focused on, on my mum. And um, it was that, it was the first time I'd been away from her for, for a significant amount of time. And it was, I just had to go back. It was just that, that's a really strange feeling. I've not really been away from my mum for that long. And then you kind of realise all these years of having that concrete relationship that was um you know she think you know a 20 22 year old boy going traveling you'll be you'll be off and two two and a half months and I was I was yeah really struggling started thinking things were going wrong at home and often yeah. in these yeah. in these places you go traveling um I was in uh, in India in Kerala and I didn't have any phone connection yeah, and it was yeah really really crack so I was started to crack over a week and then and then I was home yeah. So not sure how mum felt about that, but I was, I was, I was bad. definitely the right decision. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but that's the other side of it is 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 that level of anxiety. Absolutely. You know, when you have that connection with someone that yeah. you've formed over what sort of fourteen, fifteen years now, where you become, you know, pretty much inseparable. Yeah. It's completely understandable to do that. I'm, I'm surprised you last two and a half months, to be honest. I don't oh, think yeah. I could do that. No. I think I'd be gone after a month myself. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it happens. But yeah, that, that relationship, I suppose, you say that's positive. You know, I, I hate to say the word positive from from these difficulties, but, you know, if, if I had to say the word, then that relationship with your mum is, 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 is one positive. Definitely. So, yeah. And you've, I mean, yeah, it's incredible what she's done. Yeah. To, to, to fulfil both roles, as you say, that is, that is incredible. But that, that level of independence, do you think you, just being, you know, you say an only child and um, you know, losing your dad at, at a young age, do you think you gained, you had to be independent from, from a younger age? Yeah, and it's an interesting point, that kind of dependence. I think emotionally, um, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I've been exposed to a lot of things that a lot of, young people haven't been um emotionally you know I don't you know I don't handle emotion well at the best of times and you know we um as you know at university and stuff we all you know you you look at things to kind of answer your problems more than others and and that you know I'm not just saying stuff that's happened with losing my dad but you know family problems now and you know family grief and you know you do often uh, kind of have different kinds of way of solving stuff that you wouldn't choose now. You completely know? So, right. So, completely right. So yeah. yeah. So independence emotionally, yes and no. Um, and then practically, there's still some, 
still some way to go I think yeah yeah so I think um, we all have that though regardless of you know what we've had to deal with yeah the practical independence absolutely something we all strive towards definitely yeah 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 yeah. but yeah I mean just a young age you know it's just something that no one should ever have to deal with but sadly people do and I suppose that's why it's important you know and thank you for speaking so candidly first Mm. of all I guess because it's um it's never easy to do but it's it's highlighting you know a lot of people a lot of people have have had to deal with that from a young age haven't they i mean um it's just something it's just a crap thing that happens to people and you know you're obviously a, a very impressive young man so like it's that idea that it, it you can work through it um and that idea of family i think is so important isn't it family Absolutely. first that relationship and that's, I mean, you'll carry that. I mean, that you know, you two, I know from a young age, you'll you'll always have that sort of absolutely connection. Yeah, and I think that's so important. Um, I, I suppose this is a good time for me to for me to sort of say my definitely story as well. So, I suppose the idea of where me and Tommy wanted to do this podcast together, it, it came from the fact that Tom lost his dad at a at a younger age and had to. You know, deal with different things growing up, as we said. Um, whereas I, I lost my mum two years ago, which is which is still not, not that long ago. When I say it out loud, it's actually, you know, it feels like yesterday. And when I was writing, sort of, when I, when I was thinking about what I wanted to say on this pod, I was like, right, I just need to be honest. Honesty is the best policy, isn't it? And as we say, we're both not very good at talking about these things. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm just going to be honest and. Yeah, I guess, like, the the detail of what happened was... I remember the day with such clarity. It's weird. I, I remember, like, absolutely nothing for, like, a month or so after, but I remember that day yeah. with such clarity. I, I'm going to release a blog, actually, after this episode to, to, to... You know, if you want to read as well, obviously, uh, have a read of that. But, yeah, it, it was horrific, really. Um, so... I went out to this ball the, the night before at uni and uh, got absolutely battered. And basically, you know, I've been speaking to my mum like there was, this is this is you know the really tough bit is like there was nothing wrong, nothing wrong at yeah. all, absolutely fine. And the next day, I just like I woke up and I had like twelve missed calls for my dad. I had like missed calls for my friends, and I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? I was literally you know dazed. I was so hungover. I was like, what the hell? And then, like, um, you know, one of my friends called me and she was like, um, your sister's been in contact. Yeah. You, you need to um, you need to go home you, or you need to speak to your dad and, and go home. So I was yeah. like, whoa, 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 this has to be pretty serious now. And I, I, you know, called my dad and he was like, your mum's gone to hospital and, it, you know, it's going to be all right, don't worry, you just need to be home. You know, she's had a heart attack, like, just get yourself yeah. home. And I, obviously, I was in, I was in shock. You know, I just started crying. I just started crying. I was, I was like, I, that, that's just what I had to do at that time. And my friends, fortunately, my my fantastic flatmates were like, right, come on, let's get you sorted. Let's do this. Everything's gonna be fine. Like, they got me in the car, got me to the train station. Said like, do I want to come back? And I was like, no, I need to go by myself. Got on this train, and it was literally like, when I look back, it, it it's crazy. So, my phone ran out. I forgot my charger. I my first train got cancelled when I was on it, so it went to Preston, cancelled at Preston. Then I got on the next train, Preston to Bolton, cancelled at Bolton. So I was just there. It was like six hours to get home yeah. from Edinburgh, and it was just like on any other day I would be livid, but I was just my brain was, you know, someone tried Scrumble. to talk to me on the train, and I was just like I had to be like no, sorry. Yeah. And I was just in a daze. I was in a daze, but I remember it. You know, it's not like I remember it all like of that train and. I got home and I was like, right, I could complain, but just I, was, I just got in the car. My dad, and my auntie were there, and I was like, just get get me to the hospital right now, please. Just get me there. I need to be there with my mum. And then, um, yeah, like out of Wormsley Station, which is yeah, uh, near to me, my dad uh, turned right down this little alley rather than left, and I just started screaming because I was like, I know, I know what you're gonna tell me. I know what you're gonna tell me, and you can't do it. You cannot do this to me right now please and then he had to say look you know your, your mum died this morning unfortunately and I you know they didn't tell me because they wanted me to come home and, you know my sister and my dad and I, I you know I'm eternally grateful to them for that because how hard is that for them to do that 
you know, to, to, yeah. to, to, because they knew, like, if I wasn't there, I would have, oh, God knows what, I, I don't even want to think, I would have just, I would have just broken down, like, I would have, I don't even know, but, you know, I'm eternally grateful for them for that, because that must be so difficult, but then... Hardest, it, the hardest thing you ever have to hear, isn't it, really? Yeah, mm. but it's just the idea that, like, it was, ran, it, 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 there was nothing wrong with her, she just had a heart attack. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just, you know, the shock, it wasn't even, it, I, it was beyond the shock, I was just, like, in another ethereal world, I, I just, it wasn't, I was so detached from what had happened, and it, it was just, I couldn't believe it, and I guess the thing that still really, really gets to me is just the idea I never got to say goodbye, yeah. ever, in my life, and this is the thing that still gets to me now, is, and this is why, like, sometimes I get a bit angry still, because that, that will just be in my mind. And yeah. I'll just be there, like, you know, shit. Like, I, I'm never going to, you know. And I, I just remember that day so clear. I remember my dad saying that to me so clearly. And it's weird because the funeral, everyone was like, you gave this amazing eulogy. I was like, I don't remember. I could have literally said anything. I have, I have no recollection of that. Weeks after, I have no recollection wow. of that at all. And it's... I was reading about it, it is, it is quite natural for something because it's like a trauma, you know, it's like getting hit over the head, basically. But I just, that day, I yeah. remember so clearly. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's scary that I don't remember anything sort of after that, but I, I think there was the sucker punch was two weeks later, my grandma died. Wow. So it was like this, this, this Jeez, yeah. horrendous sucker punch where you have two things and it's both my dad's. So my dad lost his mum. Last and I think your mum passing, you know, you speaking to her the, just before you going to the ball and then waking up and then that's where that, I mean, yeah, total confusion, isn't it? it? It is. And this is where the difficulties arise is like, it can all be taken away like that. It's what we're going to talk about in the second half a bit more and like how that's actually a positive, that can actually be a positive thing. But yeah, the, the you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how many people actually know this. I, I don't think... I think, like, four people probably know what actually happened. Yeah. I just don't talk about it with anyone. No. But this is why it's important, because, you know, it, people go through a lot of shit, and it's not just me and it's not just you. Like, a lot of people have their own personal tragedies. Exactly. And so talking about it is so important. Exactly. And, exactly. yeah, it's, it's weird, though, because I think one big thing is, for me, like, individual... I mean, you might have this when, you, when you've had, like, harder stages as well, but, like, individual days go so slowly like you'll wake up and you'll be like oh my god and then suddenly bang it's, it's passed so yeah. quickly yeah. like as in six months will go like that and so that's why you say two years and I'm like what the hell it's been two years it feels like yesterday yeah it feels like yesterday I remember it with such clarity it feels like yesterday and that's that's the really crazy thing I think but you know that, that you, you know you touched on your relationship with your mum, you know, it's sure. family. And this is the thing from, from losing a parent when you're young, you become pretty much inseparable from your family, don't you? You do. And I know you, you didn't have siblings, but for me, my sister, well, you know, she's my everything. My sister, she's um, the person that I hold most dear. And I think it's been very fortunate. Obviously, my, my father as well and uh, my auntie, my uncle... Um, have all been incredible but like there's something about just that like, because me and Lily were yeah it was our mum you know we had that shared perspective on um it was our mum and that other people have different relationships you know it's, it's like it's a hard one yeah because you know, everyone has a different relationship absolutely but um yeah I guess a question I want to ask is do you think that you had that let me try and think how to phrase it. So, do you think that the, the the pain that you sort of held from that affected other relationships in your life? Yeah, well, on the on the um, siblings point, obviously being an only child, but I had um, I'd, I never really felt that kind of, you know, that real need to have siblings because when my fa um, father did die, I had um, a lot of family friends who I was with. And they all, felt like siblings. Oh, yeah, yeah all the time. Um, there's a family with three boys that, I'm, that I've known since I was literally been born, and they spending all the time with those three boys, and they literally were, were my brothers, so there was no kind of loss of, you know, never real need for a, for a sibling. Um, and then as I've got older, I've, I feel a real kind of... I've got a lot of reliance on my friends, although they don't see it the way I view them. 
again our siblings and it's you know constant contact with them um and i think yeah these relationships i have got with best friends and good friends are is for well it's for me it's more familial than uh. anything because yeah but when you have had that pain and you know other ongoing um examples of pain in your life you you know mainly around family and losses and stuff mm. you do you need that kind of constant good oh god yeah yeah oh god yeah and at different different ages as well you know as a teenager you've got all sorts going on and your friends and then at university i really found at university that immediate you know you've got that immediate contact yes. that intimate contact with your best friends you're living with them yeah oh god yeah yeah exactly but then do you think that you like took out I don't know, like, because it's just from my perspective, like, my, the way I acted afterwards, like, sure. in towards some of my relationships, you know, both both romantic relationships yeah. and, and friendships, I could be very difficult. You know, yeah. that's why I was sort of, sort of going to ask that, that sort of question, just because it's a difficult one, really. Like, I, I, I was so volatile. Yeah, 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 yeah. The volatile's in there, yeah. Volatile <laughs> behaviour, for sure. I think, I um, think it's, it's hard, because you don't mean to be. And, and I think without you even... And really, yeah, really good you touched on that. I think without you even knowing, mm. when you have got a, an intimate relationship, like a girlfriend or whatever, you just, you're putting that weight on them kind of when yes. you don't really know who you are. And yeah, and that's exactly it, yeah. You, you don't mean to. No. And I know that sounds odd, but you you really just aren't connected, are you, sometimes? when you, when you, when it's the, Because it's the pain exactly. that's coming through. And exactly. Yeah, I think... The romantic relationships, you know, I had, I had a girlfriend after it happened and she was amazing for the, you know, we really helped me through a very, very tough patch. But, sure. you know, I know I was difficult, you know, just being moody. I just, I just be moody, like, yeah. um, and, you know, sometimes I'd you know, go out too much. Yeah. I think we've both been guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, you know, it's, um, it's kind of a, in your head at the time, it's an answer for things because... I mean, like I said today, like this this platform that you're giving me to talk about, I've not really, I've honestly not addressed things or spoken about it. Prob, you know, I could count on one hand the amount of friends I've really mm. gone into depth about it with. Mm. So, when you're faced, you know, if you if you're at university or if you're a teenager and mm. you you know, particularly mentally when you're a teenager, you've got a lot of things going on. Oh, but then yeah. at uni, you've got your living state and. Yeah. You know, living in these student houses often isn't great, and <laughs> you're drinking all the time, and it does kind of it all adds up. Yeah, when you've already got that, yeah, sort of. I want to say pain. Yeah, when you've already got that pain somewhere inside of you, sure, it can add up. But you know, with like new friends that you made at uni, did you tell them about it? Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. So I had a, a a close set of friends who who I told about it. Um, yeah, so I had some bit of trouble going when I was in going into uni, just some family stuff. So. You know, as you develop these relationships, you tell them, um, and then you know, uni, you meet these friends, and you, you know, you're getting to know them so quickly, and then mm. next thing you're living with them. So yeah, you do, uh, yeah, I did, um, did tell them, but also I was quite lucky at university. I had a, a lot of um, really good, good um, mates who who also came to lead with me as well. So from, from home, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of merge of old friends and new friends. So it was very natural. Um, yeah. So obviously you've got the, those home friends who have kind of know me since I was I was little so, so yeah so yeah. they know exactly they know about yeah when you might be acting a little bit out or, or whatever it may be who are so supportive so that's you know that friendships helps. Are, are, are central but yeah I think the going out thing I just want to bring it back to that because do you think there was ever a period when you maybe were coping with things by going out too much yes exactly yeah yeah because i mean i'm the same i'm the same and now now that's you know that's definitely changed since since living at home again because it's that you know you're at home with your family well certainly for now um until you go off but yeah just that different environment which is you know and you know we all had the best time it was all euphoric kind of oh god yeah three years um, it's incredible but in terms of addressing your your emotions it's definitely definitely helps bit more balance and being 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 at home I, I i agree i think yeah there was just a period i'm just thinking though and when i this is a uni when i just sort of uh this is in fourth year went out like way too much because it was just what i needed to do at that time it wasn't great it probably wasn't the right thing to do no. but it's what i had to do at the time and so now I've, I've cut myself a lot of slack because i used to be like well, why did i do that like it just set me back but 
that's just what happened, you know, at that moment in time, that had to happen. Um, And, you know, if I hadn't have done that, then maybe there would have been a knock-on. I don't know. So it's uni is uni is tough for that you're not just going to sit in while all your mates are going out are you no because that's not going to make it any no. better because no. i think you have that where you either cut yourself off or you you just sort of throw yourself out sure you know and i suppose we've we both fell on the side of of, of throwing ourselves out a little Absolutely. bit <laughs> yeah. but yeah I, I don't know that that is probably the two things i don't like some people just detach or like they just don't really like too much outside contact at, you know when they're in that period of of going through things no but yeah as I say uni's not the one I mean I, could, I couldn't sleep that was my bit I mean could you was you like you know when you have when you're thinking about things I feel like it always hits you at night yeah dark it, yeah there's, there's a thing isn't there when it's you know dark kind of weather particularly um, over winter as well it yeah, can get yeah, worse yeah. yeah so it's all connected yeah I, I just think yeah, I think that was the big thing, was just, like, not being able to sleep for, like, months. Yeah. And I mean, like, just lying there and, like, trying. Sure. And then just, like, lying, you know, like... Yeah. You can imagine just literally lying there like a plank and just not, not getting an, a wink of sleep. No. And it all just adds up. This is the problem. And it's, it's the process, I guess. And this is what we're probably going to delve into a little bit more on in the second half. But the process, you know, it's just... It's just it's such a crap thing that we've had to deal with, really. So you have to cut yourself some slack. Yeah, you do. You do. And that's what, I guess, talking about it right now has made me just sort of realise I've had that little light bulb moment, if you will, and just been like, I should stop, you know, I should cut myself some slack, definitely. definitely but yeah, I guess one final point is, you know, do you still have, like, sort of mood swings? Because I, that's what I certainly have. I have, like, really... Mood, as I mentioned just before, but like I still get that now. Yeah, I get, I get, I do get mood swings. Yeah, but I think it's more kind of internally with my friends. You know, going out, going out, seeing friends. It, it's almost kind of soothe, soothing pain, and it, yeah. and it, and it helps. Whereas I, you know, I don't think if you ask friends, if you, well, you know as well. Like I don't have, I don't have mood swings. I just mm-hmm. kind of when I see my friends, it helps. But it's more, you know, when you're by yourself and yes. you. And you're overthinking things that don't need to be overthinked about. And I think that's a very good point, though, being by yeah. yourself. That's the difficulty. Yeah. Feeling alone, I guess, yeah. that's like the big thing. I don't know if that'll ever get better. <laughs> I hope no, so. no. But it's true, like, you need to surround yourself with people. Absolutely. Community. So yeah. It's like an underrated thing, just community. And I suppose that friends, is what we want to keep touching back upon is... And routines help with those. And oh, that, yeah. You know. Routine is so important. Like yeah. Just, like, getting up at the same time every day. Exactly. Um, stuff like that because otherwise you can just sure. yeah you can like, you can just recede badly you can stagnate and, and, and just get stuck in like a bad place can't you absolutely and you know, we're all at this different pathway now where you know it's that is it a bit more travelling or is it yeah, 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 or yeah. is it you know uh, getting down to it further education at university yeah. Um but yeah I don't think a masters was the right avenue for me so uh, that was a <laughs> That was a that was a road that was closed, but um, but yeah, that's why for me work is is I think it's just a perfect route now because I you know I need that routine and yeah you know it's just that uh, you know obviously work's a challenge and it's going to be an uphill battle from here, but I think in terms of mentally uh, a new environment a different routine is definitely very healthy for some people. So definitely, I think it can really help with uh, it's like a healthy way of dealing with issues is routine. Sure, I think health. I think that ties in with health, you know, just like sleeping well, getting up at the same time, being healthy. I think that makes such a difference. Not going out all the time, as we've said, you know, maybe you have to do it for a week or two, but it's making sure you stop yourself before you spiral. Absolutely. Because that's really hard to get out of when you start spiralling. And that's, yeah. that's, I guess, another issue, another side of uni is when people do spiral. Sure. You hear about it, you read about it. But, yeah, I, I I mean that was that was that was an important conversation. I think just for the first half, you know, God, I haven't spoken about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I'm still thinking about what I've said. I know, I know. <laughs> this is all new to me. This <laughs> talking about it, and so 
But like just know. two two blokes talking about two blokes with birthdays coming up this month, so yeah. still just twenty two. Yeah. But talking about these big issues, that's what we want to do. We want to just try and normalise it. It's not easy. God, you could you should see our faces right now. We're like any donations to <laughs> TNS for Man and Luke's birthday would be more than definitely. Remind me to plug that at the end. Yeah, <laughs> two birthdays coming up as well. But yeah, I guess that's. I, I want to just have a break there go on you know with our wonderful pointless facts uh, after we've, we've spoken out what we've been through you know we've laid our cards out on the table that's what we've had to deal with we hope you've yeah well we hope it's been impactful absolutely <laughs> we hope you've been sitting there like wow these two boys have had to deal with a lot of crap <laughs> but then look we're talking about it you know everyone talking is a really good thing super important to do um, and the process you know family family first that's another thing I just want to chuck that in family <laughs> first but Yes, on that note, I think I want to do Pointless Point Fact of the Day. Said it a week then. <laughs> I've really not, lost, I think not my as good as Samaji, was I on his? Oh, Samaji was fantastic. He was in tune. Yeah, an early episode, that one, but he was, uh, he was in tune. Um, so, Pointless Fact, yeah, nothing connected to, to what we've been talking about. I want to try and make it irreverent, something silly. Uh, I'll go first because I've been waiting to do this. <laughs> Yeah, you seem quite secretive about yours. Yeah, oh, oh, I always keep it. As, as Ross knows, he hates it when I have one. But I, I've got a geographical um, pointless fact. I just love them. I don't know why. I've really yeah, connected yeah. with the geography ones. So, it's, it, you know, it's interactive. Mm. I want the listeners. I always give a little 10-second period, you know. A lot of people sure. message in like, I got it, I got it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't realise it. People would be, you know, barely in on stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, my pointless fact uh, it's Obviously, a question. So, what is the largest landlocked country? Tough one. Largest landlocked country. The largest landlocked country. Bit of alliteration there. Largest landlocked. It's tough. God, it left me here, haven't you? <laughs> I just love doing the obscure ones just to see the guests' face when they're like, oh. You don't, you don't have to guess if you'd like to abstain from, from yeah, guessing. I think I'm going to abstain from that before I say something <laughs> stupid. So, well, let's see how close you are. So the answer to what is the largest landlocked country is Mongolia. Mongolia. Was that up there on your list no, of guesses? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It is an obscure one, to be fair, but it is pointless. I'm going to have to scramble for my phone on the edge of the <laughs> Literally. Um, so yeah, you've got a pointless fact as well, Tom. Yeah, what's, well, what's your pointless fact? Um, so I thought it was quite relatable as we were sat at a red light on the way here. Um, the average person spends six months of their life sitting at red lights. Six months. Yeah, that's quite pee. Yeah. I was, oh god, the red lights. Yeah, jeez. The worst is what you know when you have that day. Like everyone has that day when you just seem to hit every red light in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six months though. Six months. It's a while. That's a really. That's worrying a lot. <laughs> Christ. Well, that that's a good one as well. I like it. So there you go. To not not connected to anything we've been more speaking about. More than me travelling that as well. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So uh, yeah, that concludes pointless fact of the day. That was nice. I heard you. I heard you come in yeah, there. Yeah, A little bit of singing. Um, so, yeah, obviously we like doing pointless facts because it breaks up uh, yeah, pretty big conversations, I want to say. They're, they're pretty thought-provoking convos. So, yeah. first off, we, you know, me and Tom were just discussing what we've had to deal with, you know, grief-wise. I lost my mum. Tom lost his dad. And obviously because it was at different times. Tom, from a young age, I was 20. So just the, the way that that's affected us, you know, the relationships that we've had with people, the importance of friendships we've touched upon as well. And just generally how it takes time. It's not uh, a linear progression. And that is, yeah, the first thing, I guess, that should kick off this, this half of what we both learn, really, what, or what we're continuing to learn from what we've had to go through and yeah that idea of it being non-linear I, I think is really really important you know you go online right if you, if you just type in grief it'd be like the five stages of grief and I, I actually wrote this in my uni room because yeah. I was like right I've got these stages and once I've got through that I'll get through that so it's denial anger bargaining depression acceptance now yeah obviously at the start 
I was in shock, I was in denial. I'm sure, you know, when you're in a young age, you were in a similar way, you know, denial because you just don't, you don't really know what death is, no. you know, you don't think anything of it. Now, then that did turn to anger, definitely. But the problem is, it's not like you go through the five stages and then you reach acceptance and it's like this big moment when you're like, I've got there. No, is it hell? Um, I'm still in denial when I wake up sometimes after well yeah after Christmas I'll just yep. wake up and be like in my brain I'll be like no nah, that couldn't have happened surely mm-hmm. and this is the problem is 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 it's so subjective grief it's not like this path this is what they sometimes try to do it's like a path and you go on it and then everyone goes on it no it's subjective and it's like you go up you go down what is it you go two steps forward one step back yeah that's what it is and it takes I mean I, I guess do you, do you ever really you never get get over it. This is the problem, do you? You move forward with it. Yeah, your life continues, but it, it's, it's not the there. same. It's not the yeah. same. But do you think that's what you've sort of found? Yeah, I mean, like as I've got older, that I accept. I've just realised now that I never accepted it, yeah. and that's probably something that I've realised probably in the last four years that I've just never. Never came to terms with it, mm. and you know I've got you know a few fond mem- memories of my dad when I was younger, and such great stories that were talked about in my family. But it's just never something that I yeah never never really come to terms with. And I think that stems to you know since my um, dad passed away when I was younger, I've had numerous family members um, pass pass away. You know mm. uh, grandparents and. Mm. Um, other members of my family and, and you almost become a bit more you know it's you, you you're very you know you're very emotional you're very upset but it, it's that kind of you, you do you think you can deal with it yeah you just don't it, it's just a numbness it really yeah. is um yeah i think numbness is the word that you obviously use at the start i think it's a really important word yeah and when i say it's it's upsetting it you know in the back of your brain it's it's you know you've you've lost a family member but you don't show any kind of cathartic emotion really like it's yes you know I I had a a best friend who passed away at school and he was a you know he was a life and soul of our group at school Mm. he he was the man and um I remember the day yeah the day he passed away the morning after everyone was coming to school and I think I was reacting different to to many of many of my friends and I think that was just an emotion you know that numbness that I felt when I was younger Mm. I was I was just—I just remember that I was just acting so differently to everyone else, and the hurt was there, but the emotion I was kind of. So, what, in in the sense of like, were you being relatively upbeat, or what? What was no, it not upbeat, just there, just kind of everyone was in completely broken down, yeah. and rightly so. You know, you've you've lost one of your best friends, yeah. but I just remember just kind of being, you know, looking round and just yeah, yeah, a little bit blurry, but it was it was just I I I've spoken to. Uh, best friends within that group at school and they, they, they yeah they remember as well that I just was approaching it differently and I think once you've had such extreme emotion when you're younger then it, it yeah. does I think that's completely natural I, I, I genuinely you know I, I empathise with you because I'm the same I'm the same like I have a very weird relationship with, with death <laughs> like I can't let myself feel like that does that make sense I yeah. cannot let myself feel like that again and it will happen one day of course it will but I, right now I, I just can't, I can't yeah. allow and, myself and, to and one it. thing what I do remember when I was super young like up to the age of 10 I had a real like and my mum reminded me about this recently I just had like a I, I used to get really kind of scared about death and the kind of concept of death yeah. and like what what was going to happen yeah, and then yeah. when I got to around 10 that, that kind of went but I think that was a kind of just a short after effect of when my yeah. Dad died because you know my mum and all my family. Uh, you know they they tell you that your father's died, but you don't. You just don't really take it in. Computer, yeah, and then yeah. you have these kind of old, you know alternate kind of emotions. Just this, like you know this kind of um, not really knowing what death is or yeah, like a, then, an existential crisis. Like yeah, you literally. Then I mean I know you were young, but you still. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember when I was when I was young, I used to just be like, "Oh crap!" Like, <laughs> it would just hit you, and you're like, "What? What is it?" Like, yeah. "Oh my god, what is it?" And then you go down the rabbit hole, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, this is so bleak. And, Absolutely. Um, and I think that comes from from loss. I mean, yeah, weirdly, 
I, I've gone the other way. My anxiety is like weird. Like it's it, and I say the word weird because it is weird. All right. So like, from what's happened, I, I well, not as much now, but like up until recently, I would just get really anxious if someone I really cared about sort of just randomly didn't reply or or something odd had happened. So, you know, I'd do it with my family, but I'd do it with... And I'd just be like... Because in my head, I was... And I I think it's actually very natural to be like this, but I was just worried that something had happened. Interesting. I was just there like, something's something's happened, something awful's happened. And obviously that's from from what happened with my mum when it, it all changed like that. And so, yeah, it was weird. And obviously, like, that, you know, we touched on relationships, but, like, that's probably what screwed a couple of my more romantic relationships as well because I was just, like, I was so worried all the yeah. time. And I think that is... Totally understandable. I was just there, like, yeah. something crap is about to happen and there's nothing I can do about it. And then that's that affects the way yeah. that you act. Yeah. So, yeah, it was bad. I was not good for, like, a few months. Just, and it's yeah. just these strange after effects, isn't it? Yeah, and you can't feel bad no. you cannot feel bad about it because it is just what it is that's just how sure. y- you know people act and people have different ways of doing it you know you touch on going out too much whatever but mine's just mine was just that i just worry that something horrific had happened I and mean, the, the amount of times i thought like my dog had died or something just from like i don't know like yeah. um yeah, it was a weird yeah. time, and that's why the word weird, because I can't explain it. I can relate to that for sure. For <laughs> yeah. Sure. I think the cat's gone a few times. Yeah, is, and you just, <laughs> you're like, oh, no. But I think it comes, you know, yeah, from people yeah. who have experienced true pain. Yeah. I really do. And, yeah, I guess on that, on that idea of true pain... Yeah. Yeah, I guess... I guess it's one of the one of the positives. Again, I hate the word positive, but one of one of the things that have happened that it, that, that aren't negative. I'll say it like that. That's better. Um, is that experiencing like true pain where it like rips you apart, like we both had to yeah. deal with, has has actually remolded me a lot as an individual, um, without a doubt. And it, it was actually without me noticing at first. You know, I'm still very similar in many ways I can still be really annoying and I can still you know chat loads of bollocks but in terms of you know there are little things that have really changed and I, I guess one thing we both touched on is is empathy I think we both have quite a lot of empathy yeah. from what we've had to deal with you know, absolutely you you mentioned to me before we came on like you you know you're there for your friends aren't you when they're going through a terrible thing I think that's a really important aspect. massively massively yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just you know, as we get older, you know, unfortunately, people's parents do pass away, and um, and even grandparents. And I feel like, yeah, I've had a few friends whose parent whose parents have passed away, and I've I have I've been you know it's not a bit prize the word, but I've been really proud and like kind of taken yeah just kind of to provide that support for people is something that has touched me, and you know where you can. You know, you can look at the, you can look at your friends in the face and say, "I, I know what you're going through," which is quite a rare thing. With yes, that is a fantastic point. Yeah, because the amount of times where I don't I, know I, when, like, yes, I know what you're going through. You know, but, like, but, you, but you don't. Yeah, you, you don't, and like uh, that. And also, they're only they're only trying to, you know, provide help, their utmost yeah. support, but it's in your head, you know, because you, you you've got that complete isolation, and you do just want someone who has felt that ripping pain so yes i think that's a fantastic way of putting it i i, I think that with, with like something like this you know we're talking about grief we're talking about like losing a parent but i think that true pain can be applied across the board it could be uh, you know many different things it could be like you're going through depression i don't know it doesn't have to be connected to to grief as such but like i do think that the empathy is there like i'll always be there for the people who are there for me that's a no-brainer and I guess that's one of the things that I am... Um, yeah, you say proud, and I'm going to say proud as yeah. well, because I think that is an underrated quality. Emotional intelligence, you know, yeah. being there for people who, who were there for you. But, you know, simultaneously, like, I know that people, and you'll be, you'll be the same, like, who were there for you, and they were like, trying to help, but you'd just be like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were trying to help. Yeah. And that's the other difficulty with grief is that no one knows what to do. Exactly. If it's not happened to you, then no one knows what to do. And I guess, 
you know, I'm not, I'd never like apologise for the way I acted, but like, that's just a sad thing that happens. I want to pose a question though, just quickly on this. So go on. Do you find it hard when people may forget or, well, like, you know, they've moved on with their own lives, they're doing their own thing, but do you find it difficult ever when people just forget what you've had to or, or, or are going through? Yeah, I feel like, you know, that's, that's a one with our situations that's so different because mine was kind of when I was so young and uh, when, it ha- cause of, when it happened at school, um, at my school, there was kind of a lot of, a lot of us went on from primary school to secondary school so you know we were all they kind of knew about my dad and stuff so my friends have been living it with me um friends who I've met on the way they've they've you know I'll tell them and they can I trust them and stuff so um not 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 boy you know you get your you get people asking on nights out or yeah that's the worst you you know (laughs) yeah yeah just Everything all right? Yeah, you're doing all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I am right now, actually. Yeah, yeah but you know, maybe in the daytime. Trying to get around a beer. <laughs> everything all good. Yeah. You're all right, yeah, yeah. It's like, don't ask me now. Unless I'm crying, you know. Uh, don't ask me now. But that is that is a very that's another point. Like, yeah. That's when people do ask. For sure, for sure. Because it's when do you talk about it? For sure. If you don't and, see and people. I do, and, and in terms of that, do people forget? I feel like everyone's family situations are so different and yeah, yeah. sometimes you know and this is as you get older you become a bit mature, mature you make your own decisions but people have such different family situations yes. that you know so it's true man and pe- I think you know people can forget in that sense you know why aren't you coming out tonight or yeah 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 it's a little and, and you're like well because I'm God, I'm just dealing with this right now but yeah. then that's where you want it to just be completely normal that would be the dream for for one day I you know, I'd lie usually. I'd just be like, ah, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the dream would be to be like, oh, I'm feeling crap because I'm thinking about my mum. Yeah. That would be yeah. the ideal situation. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. Like, I think, I think I don't get annoyed when people forget because people have to move on with their own lives. But it's just, it really rams home that it's it's your journey. Yeah. It's your journey. Obviously, your friends, your best friends will be there. But it's your journey isn't it at the end of the day and you have to learn how to deal with it by yourself and that's the point here is friends and we keep touching on this because it's so important it's not just with grief and what we've had to go through but with with everything friends are are so important you know after i lost my mum i lost everything in my mind i lost you know truly one of the only people i loved um and friends you know were the thing that got me through through it and i I guess one thing is i've actually removed people who i just i I don't think i needed i think you know not in like a brutal way like you're a horrible person nothing to do with that it was just i it wasn't serving either of us a purpose because i was you know acting one way and they and whatever that happens that's life and i guess that's one thing is i i'd like to say that all the people around me are people that i hold very dear and and people who well we both add something to each other's lives and i i I encourage everyone to think about that i know we brought it up before but you're a product of the five people who are closest to you that's like a pretty well-known study so if you're looking at your mates and you're thinking i'm hanging around with with whoever it may be and I actually don't think that we're helping each other right now you don't have to just be like right I'm not being friends with you anymore you just have to maybe redefine the relationship and just maybe see them a bit less I don't know until something changes friends but good friends are so important it's got to be you as well so I knew I was being difficult I was being moody I was being slightly unpredictable in the year and a bit after and yeah like some of the friends that I've made will be friends for life because of the way that they acted in that little period there. Yeah. And now, you know, I'll be there for them all the time, any day, like on the phone, whatever, with, with uni people. I'm with home, obviously. I've but been, it's just... I've, 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 yeah, I've been unbelievably fortunate with, in that sense, with friends and support and absolutely. But it is, you know, if you didn't have them, then it'd be a it'd very be different situation. But yeah, but the point, I guess it's really important is is... You know, it is a solo journey. No one can make you come uh, to, to, to the acceptance stage that we touched upon, can they? No one can be like, right, I'm going to fix it. It's got to be. It's got to be you. They can help you, 
they can be there, they can make you laugh, as you said, with with Will when he wrote, you know, drew a willy on the window. Yeah. You know, and, and, and anything, humour, you know, friends can always be there to have a laugh with you, to, to distract you, but it has to be you, really, with any difficult situation. And it's not just grief, it's everything. It has to be you who comes to the to the stage. And you can be helped along the way, but it's it's a rocky path. I mean, I'm I mean, I'm nowhere near acceptance. I can honestly say that. Good God, no. I'm I'm still very angry. <laughs> no, and yeah, and I, I, yeah. Are you still at the accept? Like, have you got to the acceptance? Do you think that is that's happened and and this is no, that's just a crap. Thing. No, 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 uh, no. And I um, I spoke to you a bit before, but I said this. This platform is massive to. You know, because there are list, there'll be listeners, there'll be listeners of people that we know, there'll be listeners that we don't know, and there mm. will be people that will be going through this, and then they, yes. and I just think if you know, if they know that we know, and you can spread that, I think that's super important. But also, I think something that, um, well, through university, I kind of got a bit more familiarised with counsellors and and that kind of fantastic point, aspect yeah. of of support, and I never really pre-university didn't really see I'd never seen a counsellor I didn't really understand what was the situation it was like, it was like a taboo wasn't it it was like yeah counselling you'd be like oh god do they have something a taboo wrong? yeah I didn't really understand what, what was it what it was kind of what you do or what yeah the, yeah yeah um, and then but uh, you know if people are listening and they've not been for, I'm at the same stage I've been to see a few counsellors and things but it's still still yet something for me to fully take on board and 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 utilise and utilise completely and use that method so of of support so i think that's a fantastic point to raise you know counseling i've done the grief counseling as well it's it's something you just have to throw yourself into again this doesn't just apply to to grief like me and tom uh, have had to deal with but it applies to anything you're going through a difficult time counseling helps it does um, I think unis are really crap with counselling. To be fair, I think they should be a lot better. Had a very, you know. So, for me, I um, got on. I had six sessions, and they were yeah. like, "All right, you have to go private." And I was like, "Yeah." Six sessions to help me cure my yeah. <laughs> issues that I'm going through with grief. Six. Yeah. It was a joke. It was a farce. Yeah. And it took like a month and a bit to get on. Sure. I mean, it's the same at every uni. It's not just like one uni. It's it's everywhere. There's an issue. And the price is is annoying, but if you know friends are can be there as a sort of counselor, but counselors are there to yeah. they're trained, they are, and it helps. Yeah. Like this, you know, if you could, it's tough. You you know, at the start, you're nervous. You're like, I'm trusting someone. I'm you know, it has to be. You can be brutal. You can be like, I don't think this is working. I need to find someone else. Counseling that's, is that's the business, isn't it? It's so important, and I think guys especially find it really hard to do that. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Like, yeah. masculinity prevents you from yeah. talking about your problems, doesn't it? Yes, it, yes, it does. But as you touched upon, like, with this pod, like, me and Tom, we wanted to keep it raw. You know, this is a raw conversation. We don't... I, I don't like editing, really, you know, with stuff like this, because... We, did, we said we wanted to keep it, how, you know, as, it, how as it is. if it was us two in the room. We're um, in, we're are in, because we're thinking about a time that was really, really difficult. And that, you know, I don't want it to just be like, you know, generic, have a script in front of me and read from it. it this is from the heart. And it means that we're thinking it's, and that's what we want it to be, because this is what real life is like. This is what these conversations are like. Um, actually, a great, great podcast I do listen to sometimes is called Griefcast. It's a winning, award winning um, podcast. And it's about all these comedians, well, it's not just an, an actors and actresses who've, who've, who've suffered from grief. And it, it, again, it really helps because you're like, oh my God, like so many people yeah. have had this. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about it. It's, it's bleak to think about at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but, yeah. but then it helps you because you, you don't feel alone. Yeah, exactly. And you exactly. said that. Anyone listening to this, you know, it's not just me or Tom. There's, there's, there's a lot of people. And just reach out. Reach talk. out. And there are people there who can be like, hey, I know what you're going through, and I'm going to sit and listen. Yeah. And... Um, a surprising amount of comfort in that. There is, yeah. There is. And, yeah, one thing I like to, to, fi- to finish off conversations with is, like, a little summary, I guess, that we both, we both can give, in a way. So, like, I guess for me, it's, 
it's it's gratitude would be my number one like gratitude especially towards your parents and you touched upon that very importantly yeah you know everything that they do for you but it, you know losing my mum so suddenly it made me realize that i mean she knew i loved her and she knew how much i appreciated her but you don't just do it on like mother's day don't just do it on father's day don't just do it on the birthday like oh i love you make sure they know all the time make sure they know because life you, don't, you just don't know what's going to happen and you want them to know don't you like reaching out i think people find it really hard to do that just yeah. be like hey look i really appreciate everything you do for me and yeah, i love absolutely. you that's yeah. tough that you, it shouldn't be hard you, you should just do it on a random day just be like hey just you know just want to let you know i really appreciate everything you do i guess that's number one it's like gratitude and it's gratitude for for life as well um because you know i it's crap for me but it's crap more crap for my mum isn't it than me so it's gratitude for the fact that yeah i'm still here and uh, we're moving forward we're having these conversations and i guess the other thing is like you've you've listened you've listened to what me and tom have said we've, we've been very well we try to be as open as we possibly can with this you don't know what people are going through Okay, so if someone's acting out or whatever, don't do it on a night out, as we've said, whether it's at the bar. Message them, call them in the day, you know, go round or say whatever. You don't know what people are going through. A lot of people have personal tragedies that they don't want to share, do they? They don't want to share. And so you don't know. So don't... You just, just be kind, be patient with people, yeah. you know? Because everyone sure. has a story like this. It might not be as... It might not be grief, as I said, it might be something, but just don't, you know, be, be kind to people. Be kind. I think it's so important. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess, like, a final one is, is grief is, is, a, is a thing that everyone's going to have to deal with at some point in their life. And that's not in, like, a... It is bleak, but it's not meant to be in a bleak way. It's meant to be in, like, this is something that's going to happen... So make the most of it. Absolutely. Benjamin Franklin said there are only two things that are certain in life, death and taxes. Mm -hmm. And you could be like, well, you know, that's just something that's going to happen. Or you could be like, hey, something's going to happen. I'm just going to live my life, you know, and then be kind to the people and love the people who love me and have friends and, and, and you know, do all those things. And I guess that's something that I'm in the process of doing right now. So yeah, I guess those would be like the three things. Yeah, I mean, like, do you have anything that you? Yeah, to... I mean, you've, you've touched on the main three, but I feel like that you know, if I was going to leave here today, and I would, I would say that that approach to acceptance, and if you are able to accept, and this is something that I'm working on. I'm not saying that you know, I'm not lecturing this. I'm saying I'm, you know, I'm going through this like other people, but. If you approach your situations and and learn to accept them and through different methods, yeah, take that acceptance, then you'll be in control of them. I've you know I've had experience in not ex not being able to accept stuff and then losing control of it and then that's a fantastic point. And then you'll spiral and then you'll and you yeah and then you'll do things that doesn't reflect you. Exactly and right. That, I, think, that, I think that's a fantastic point. Acceptance is hard. Yeah. It's really hard, isn't it? It is, and you don't want to, and you, and it's that you, you, you want to mask it, and then, you know, it's if you mask that, then it's out of your life, isn't it? But it's not quite the but way. But it's not. It, it's there. It's there somewhere, and that's probably what's come across and what we've been saying the whole time is. Yeah. We don't talk about it. No. So whilst we might be laughing and joking, it's there. It's there. Absolutely. And that's why this conversation again, it probably goes some way, doesn't it, towards yeah. uh, <laughs> some form of accepting maybe what's happened and uh yeah look i mean just honestly thank you for coming on you too bro i've uh yeah really enjoyed the chat did did you think that you know that was i mean it was just tough that was yeah, a tough conversation it's, um yeah it's just like a, a mix of you know being excited to to talk about to talk about but then it's it's difficult isn't it it's really hard i mean it's probably i mean i i, I feel energized and talking about it with you so openly yeah but god yeah, as I as I said, I don't want to I don't want to edit it. It's, uh, this is a raw combo. It's two boys having a chat about the shittest things that's happened in their lives. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tom, honestly, thank you so much for coming on. Like that was no, just being candid. Is... And the, yeah, the podcast seems it's making great 
strides forward so thanks for getting me involved yeah, yeah no, thank you for the first episode of 2020 first episode of the decade um it's been a real pleasure honestly and hopefully you'll come on again on again soon absolutely um, mate and, you know ross i know would, would would have really loved to have been a, a part of this chat today so maybe we'll get something done again uh, in the future but yeah it's been a real pleasure i just want to outline very quickly about yeah what we're going to talk about in the next couple of weeks so uh, you know, new decades, and that's why we brought you a, a very big episode, a very important episode. And we're going to go along with this theme for a little bit. I want to bring some difficult conversations to the fore. I think that we had a really good laugh over Christmas. We had some, yeah, more trivial episodes. We had a few quizzes, and that was because I, I wanted this to be uh, where the direction we went in at the start of the year. Obviously, we'll have a range of interviews over the course of of the next couple of months but yeah I want to bring some some difficult conversations to the fore at the start so <laughs> if you want more of a laugh then uh, you know maybe uh, wait a couple of weeks <laughs> but I, I think you know, listening to these conversations are incredibly important and we hope that you found this you know powerful this is real life this is what we're trying to bring to you and uh, yeah well you know I'll be back in the next couple of days and until then keep doing what you're doing guys See ya.